Started. Today's daf is daf chof. Hey, we're going to begin by the Mishnah chof dal amid base. Um, it's a continuation. The Mishnah said about different. Ma? No, no, no. <laughs> not yet. No. Okay. Um, the just pass the tissue. Sorry. The Mishnah listed. If you if you notice, the last few Mishnah is listed. Uh, just in detail of when a Shur Hamazik, we said one of the things we said is a Shur Hamazik, Bereshus Hanizik, the Mishnah listed, that these are five Mu'adim. We're good? The question is, no, so now the Mishnah is going to uh, continue this idea of Shur Hamazik, Bereshus Hanizik. So the Allah is like this Shur Hamazik, Bereshus Hanizik. In the case of an ox that caused damage well, while he's on the property of the injured party, as we mentioned in the Mishnah before, that this animal is considered a muah, the forewarned. So, Ketzad, how so? Nogach, if an animal gored, or, or uh, Nogaf, it pushed. Noshach, it bit. Ravatz, it's, it's squatted upon. But it kicked another animal. Where? So you have this animal that did all of these above actions. It gored, it pushed, it bit, it squatted, or kicked another animal in Rishus Arabim. The Allah is the owner has to pay Mishalim Chatzin Ezek, the owner has to pay a half a damage. Now, what if it went into the domain? Uh, if the ox, um, the ox was a tam, but it went into the injured party's Rishus. And the damaged animal over there. So what's the halacha? Tarfan Ayman of Tarfan says, Nezek Shalim, the owner has to pay a Nezek Shalim. Why? Because we have, since he went into the Rishus Hanizik this time, even though it will be Rishus Harabim as Chatsi Nezek, but since he went to the Rishus of the Nizik, so he has to pay Nezek Shalim. The Chacham Ayman and the Chacham argue and say, Chatsi Nezek, he only has to pay half the cost of the damage. Why? Because it says any other case classified it as Keren. And Keren, we know the first three times, you only have to pay Chatsi Nezik. Okay, so now we're going to go back and forth over here. So Tarfin tells the Chachamim like this. Why do I hold that when you have Keren, or, or when you have, what's going on? Shreda Masik Roshus and Nezik is basically Keren. Which is going in Why do I hold that he pays a, uh, a nezik shalom? So he says very simple. He says In a place you find that the tater is makel by shane and regal when the animal damages in the form of either with eating uh, we spoke about or with regard to trampling in the Adam, the tater says that when an animal um, Either damages with his shein or with regal in a rishus rabbim's potter. However, hechmido aleim rishus hanizik l'shalom mezik shalom. The teira in the case of shein and regal in the rishus hanizik, the teira says that the owner has to pay nezik shalom, even though if the same thing would happen in a rishus rabbim, he would be potter. Now, so now he says mokim shechmido ala keren. So for sure in a place where the teira is machmer on keren, where. So you have Keren, Shane, and Regal. Shane and Regal in Rosh Hashanah is completely Potter. Masha'en Kane, Keren, 
in a Rishus Harabim, is, it has a Chumrah that's Chayv and Ezek Shalem. So if it's Chayv and Ezek Shalem, and the same Shane Viregel is Potter, Bechlal, no Nezek, yet, get Karen is Chayv Nechatsi Nezek, so any Din She Nachmer Allah Bershus Hanizek, so the Shalem Nezek Shalem, so it makes a lot of sense to say, if Shane Viregel, Reb Tarfin says, which is Potter Bershus Harabim, yet Chayv and Ezek Shalem, in Shusan Izik, so a Keren, which is Chayiv, Chatsi Nezik, um, so for sure should be Chayiv and Ezek Shalim in Shusan Izik, in the, in the uh, property of the injured party. So Amr Lois, the Chacham, said like this. Now, even though Taki, you have a good Kalvachemer, Kalvachemer makes a lot of sense. Nevertheless, you have it done like this. And this is what the Sugya um, of Daye Lovay Min Hadin, Lies which means that literally it means it's sufficient. Um, sufficient for the conclusion that emerges from the Kalvachemer <laughs> to be like it's Mokert. Meaning that the Halacha cannot be stricter with the Kalvachemer than in the case that serves as the source of where you're learning. Which means they say like this. Ma harabim So just like in the case one is Chayev to pay a Chatzinezek of damage in the case of Keren Bereshus Harabim, and what are you saying? You're saying, in the case of Keren, when it's in Bereshus Harabim, you're Chayv and Ezek Shalim, so you should, for sure, if it's Bereshus Hanizik, you should be Chayv and Ezek Shalim, just like Shen Viregel. So the, the Chacham say no. You have a Dayel Lovim and Adin Liyaz Kenidim. Where am I learning out from? I'm learning it out from... Why not? Because, because I'm learning it out from the Halacha of Nezek, Chayv and Ezek Shalim. So Amr Lahem, Sir Tarfin says to them, Afani le'odun kerem mikerem. So he says like this, I am not uh, deriving the case of keren, chatsi nizik, from the case of Rosh Hashanah. I'm not telling you that. I'm not saying that um, I'm learning out chatsi nizik from the keren of Rosh Hashanah. Rather, what does he say? Ani odun keren me'regel. I'm learning out keren, in the chatzi, in the in the chatzi, in the in the chotzer of the nizik, from where from regel of the chotzer nizik, and just like ma b'makim shehekal hashen v'al regel roshus rabim echmiru bekeren. So in the case of shein and regel, which they are potter roshus rabim, nevertheless by keren they're chayiv chatzi nizik. So makim shechmiru hashen v'al regel roshus nizik. So in a place like shein and regel, which they are mechuyiv. The person the, in, in Roshus and Nizik to make a Nazik Shalim, and it didn't Shanachma Bekeren, doesn't it make sense that it should be Machma Bekeren to be Machaiva Nazik Shalim? So, in other words, he says, I'm not learning it out from Keren to Keren, I'm learning out Keren from Regal. So, again, it's a Mab Roshus Arab Machazi Nazik. If Birushus Arab is Chayiv only a Chatzinezik, after Birushus Hanizik, there's also Chayiv a Chatzinezik. Okay. So now the Gemara says like this. Abtarfin, the Chayra, learns the Kalvachemer, and what does the Chacham answer him? Die, you love him, and then the Yiskinidim. So the Gemara asks, Abtarfin, lest they die, does Abtarfin not accept the principle of the Allah of Daye? This is idea of Daya Lava Min Hadin, Lias Knidin is a it's a Torah law. The Tanya we learned, Midin Kavachimer, the Halachas, we learned uh, that the uh, Chacham said 
Uh, and one of the ways in which Torah can be interpreted that Kabbalah Kate said, the pasuk says like this: Vayem Hashem Amaisha, Hashem said to Meisha when Miriam spoke lashon hara and got saras. So the Eibusher told Meisha, Vaavia Yorik Yorik Bifanel Halitikolim Shivas Yamim, and Hashem said to Meisha, if your father had but spit in her face, should she not hide in shame for seven days? In other words, the Eibusher said that she should be in quarantine for seven days outside the camp after that she shall be brought again so and what is Hashem saying Hashem is saying about Miriam he's upset that Miriam spoke Lashon Hara about Meish Rabbeinu so a regular person who speaks Lashon Hara what's the din the din is that Shivas Yamim they can be in quarantine so so if a regular if let's say a regular father or let's say Miriam's father would have said to her you know, spit, you speak in Lashon Haram, Meish Rabbeinu, Apidin, she would have to be in quarantine for seven days. So if the Shekhinah is saying this, it should be double, it should be 14, right? Logical. Ella, rather, what do you say? Die, you love him, and I didn't. The reason why Miriam only got seven days is because I'm learning out, die, you love him, and I And since the source tells me seven, I cannot be stronger than seven. So what do I see? I see that the idea of Dayoi is a union of Deiraiso. So my answer is like this. Ki lesli dayoi. Reb Tarfin does not accept the principle of dayoi. Heichad emifrach kalvachemer. Where the, where the kalvachemer, the principle completely refutes the kalvachemer. Um, which you can't learn any halacha from there. Heichad eloi emifrach kalvachemer. Well, where it does not completely refute the kalvachemer. Then Reb Tarfin accepts the principle of Dayeh. So, he says like this, There in the case, in regards to Miriam, the seven days during which she deserved to be banished from the camp due to the rebuke of the Shechina, does not say, it's not written in the Torah. So therefore, also So the Kavachemer came and brought those days plus additional days adding up to 14. So then what happened? Also, Dayapik Shiva. So the principle of Daye comes and removed seven days and left seven days. Vaikishev and left now seven days intact. So the Kavachemer was effective with regards to the seven days during which she was banished from the camp. But here, in the case of the payment of the Chatzin Nezek of damage written explicitly in the Torah with regards to the halacha of Goring in a Rosh Hashanah. The Torah says clearly about a chatzin nezek. So now the Torah comes. The Torah You only have to pay a chatzin nezek. And now what happened? The kavachemer comes and tells us that they have to pay another half a nezek, and therefore v'nasa nezek shalom. And now he has to pay a nezek shalom. So if you would have interpreted halacha employing the the um, svara of Daye to reduce the payment to half the cost of the damage, then you refute the Kavachemer. As no halacha would be learned from here, because the initial payment for half the cost of the damage was written explicitly in the Torah. So in this case, Reb Tarfin does not employ the principle of Daye. When, again, when, when does um, he, when you're Mifrech the Kavachemer, so then he doesn't hold of Daye. But when you don't, then he holds a dais. So in the case of the, sh- the, the Shiva Yomim, 
doesn't say clearly the Tana. So the Kavachemer tells me 14. So the Dayi tells me, no, it's only 7. But here the Tana clearly says, Chatsi Nezek is The Kavachemer comes and tells me that in the case of Brashus uh, Nizek, it should be Nezek Shalom. So if you're going to dash in the Kavachemer, the, the Dayi, so then the whole Kavachemer is knocked off. And according to the Chacham, how do they understand this? Shiva, the Shechina, Ksiva, the Gemara says, in, in the Chacham's opinion, the seven days during which Miriam was quarantined and reprimanded from Hashem, she received, Shiva, the Shechina, Ksiva, Tisoga, Shiva, she received from Hashem, the Taka says, let her be shut up for seven days, which is mashma that the Kavachemer is not reached, required to teach the Allah of seven days that she was um, quarantined, as it would have added only the extra seven days. This means, and according to the Chacham, there's a source in the Torah that we say Daye, and Daye is employed even when you have a Kavachemer. Fred the Gemara, Vinab Tarfin, Ahud Tisogir, he says that the word Tisogir, Toshina Dayehu. So the word Tisogir is necessary to teach us that we learn the halacha of Daye. Fred the Gemara, Verabonan. What did Verabonan do with it? Sivkrachina. They would point out from a different pasuk. It says about Miriam, but Tisogi Miriam and Miriam was quarantined for seven days. And according to the Tarfin, how does he respond to that? So he says, It teaches us that we interpret Allah according to the principle of Daye, um, even generally, not in a specific case. You don't say, At this point, it's necessary to say that you do not say here the principle of Daye. Because you have the due to respect of Meshur Abeno, but in generally, this is not done. Therefore, therefore the Torah teaches us this is not so. Omer laid Abtarfin la Abaya. Abtarfin tells Abaya. So he says like this Is the principle of Daye for the conclusion that comes out from the Kavachemer to be like the source actually accepted by everybody? But there's a Tana. doesn't learn about Dayi. Even though you can't be Perechet The Tanya we learned. From where do we know that a person, who, uh, who, a man who has a, a semen, who experiences a, a Zav, so where do we know that it imparts Tumah by, by someone carrying it as well as by coming into contact, just as the Zav itself. So what do we know that, so the it says, it makes a lot of sense. Just that, like as a spittle, which is Tar. When coming from a person who is actually Tar, Tame Bitame is impure when coming from someone who is like a Zav who is Tame. So Tame Bitar, so it's logical that that. Uh, Semen, uh, which is tummy, when coming from someone who's pure, any din she tummy tummy, should be impure when coming from someone who's impure. Ve kamaisi la ben lemage ben lemaso, and the Tana brings this this learning and applies it whether discussing tuma imparted by contact or whether discussing it by carrying. Va mai fragmenta why ahani kavachem lemaga. Let us say the Kavachemer is effective in teaching that the Zeda, the Zav, imparts Tumah by contact alone, as the Allah with regards to the Zav and the principle. And Ahani Daila Pukimasa, and it's sufficient and effective by, uh, by excluding the case of Zav from imparting Tumah by carrying. Now, since the Tana does not learn this 
In this manner, he rejects the principle of daya in all situations. If you're going to say, that in regards to Magi, you don't need to have a Kavachem because it's no less than the Tumah that it had come from a man who was pure. Nevertheless, it's necessary to teach this point. So, since the Torah says it happened by night, which is mashma that uh, that only someone who had something happened to him, as this causes him to experience this uh, this uh, emission. But what if I, someone who had something happened? But what about I was think, but the pasuk is excluding the case of who did not happen. He, who did not have something happen to him to cause him to experience, but rather another matter. Um, so, Kamashman, therefore, the Torah teaches us that this is incorrect. <coughs> now, Abaye says in the Pasik, something that happened by him at night. Is also written, but not another matter. In other words, you're limiting the case, is not written in the Pasik. And therefore, the Allah that the Zav imparts Tumah by contact can be understood. From the Pasuk and the Torah, and there's no need to derive from a Kavachemer. Therefore, the only function of the Kavachemer is to teach the halacha of Zav and parts Tumah by carrying. So, when you apply the principle of Daye, would would refute the Kavachemer, so there's no proof that the Tana would also apply the principle in all cases. So now, once the Gemara raises the issue, the Gemara says, Who is the Tana to whom you heard that the, he said that the that the zera of a zov imparts tumah by carrying. Later, Belazer will let it be sure. It can't be the Belazer, not to be sure. At the time we learned in the Mishnah, Sheikh Bazar shall zov metame be magabe metame be masa. It says clearly that the semen of a zov imparts tumah by contact, but it does not impart tumah by carrying. These are the words of the Belazer. Bishuva emir af metame be masa, the fishi yafshur belaytich tuchi ziva. And the Bishuva says it also imparts tumah by carrying. It's impossible for zera to emerge without small drops of. Uh, of uh, ziva coming out, and the Gemara explains. Ad kam lekom Rabbi Shua hasam elah sheyavshal beitzuchu ziva. Rabbi Shua says that there is that the zera of zav imparts tuma by carrying only because it's impossible for zera to emerge without small drops of ziva accompanying it. So halavachi. This is mashma that if it's not for this reason, then light the zera will not impart tuma by carrying according to the opinion of Rabbi Shua and Rabbi Lazar. So the Gemara explains light. Rather, this is not so. Elah hai tanahud. Rather, it must be that the Tana of the one who holds that the Zera imparts Tumah by Masa, by carrying it, is like we learned in the Mishnah in Kalim, the Tanan, we learned the Mailam Mihen of a greater degree of Tumah listed in the previous Mishnah. In other words, the Tumah of a creeping animal, like we said about the, about the Zera, and one who contracted Tumah from a, a mace. So the, teta said, the, the, the Mishnah says over there, Zev Zav, the Ziva of a Zav. The ruke, which is the spit, the shichva zare, and the semen, omeir aglav, and the urine, v'dam hanidom, and the blood of anidom, etamim b'magim b'masa, it imparts tuma both touching and by carrying. So the more questions like this. Well, perhaps say here, the reason why we're so machmer in the case of of of, uh, of zav. It's indeed impossible to emerge without small drops of ziva accompanying it. But it's not due to the impurity of the zav itself, of the, of the zara itself. So the Mara says, no, So it should say, the mission should teach uh, in the list of fluids along with uh, which um, it should say, 
Hiziva, Maishna the Tanya Gabi Ruke. Why does the same thing about a spit? Because Allah comes from, we're learning it out from the spit. And therefore, the, the Zera itself imparts Tuma by carrying it, even if there's not to be small dross by Ziva accompanying it. Okay, the Gemara now returns to the discussion that we said before of Dayoi, Dayoi by Kavachem or not. So the Gemara says this Omer lay Rab Acha Medifta Ravina. Rab Acha Diva said to Ravina, Vahai, hai Tana, Ledorish Dayoi. But there's a Tana who does not apply the principle of Dayei, even though you cannot be Pereich with a Kavachemer. The Tanya we learned in a Brisa, Mapitz Bemes Minayin. From where is it derived that a thick mat can contract Tumah from a mace? So the Gemara says, Vedinu, it's logical to say from a Kavachemer, Mapachem Ketanim Shetahedim Bezov. If by small clay vessels into which even a finger cannot be uh, inserted because of the narrow opening in which remains tar despite contacting with a zav, and nevertheless metame be mace, nevertheless becomes tome if present under one roof with a mace. So mapats then in then in the case of a then in the case of a, a of a mat, shemetame be which can become tome due to contact with a zav, anything shemetame be mace, does it not make sense that it will that uh, becomes impure if present under one roof with a mace? Now, the Kamaisi lay ben Tumal Erev ben Tumal Shiva. And the Tana cites the Kavachemer, both of the Rav Dalacha, that the mat becomes Tomei with impurity that lasts until nightfall. Um, and with regards to Tumal Shiva, why don't you just say that you have the Kavachemer for Tumal Erev and you have the, the, the Svarav, Daye, to exclude the possibility that the mat would render. Impure for seven days. So Amar Lei, Ravina tells Rav Ada, Kfar Ramon Nahali Rav Nachman Bar Zchayr Labaye. This Shaila was already raised by Rav Nachman Bar Zchayr Tabaye. Amar Lei Abaye, and Abaye told him, Tana, the Tana does not learn the Allah with regards to the math through a Kavachemer from the case of Zav, but rather me Mapatz Bisheretz Maisila. He derives it of a mat that came in contact with the the case of the Sheretz, the creeping animal. And this is what he's saying. From where is it derived that a mat is susceptible to tumah by the case of the creeping animal? It's logical to say this. If by small vessels which remain pure despite the contact with the zov. So anything she besheretz. So is it not right that the mat which becomes tummy with the impurity of a zov will likewise become tummy from creeping animals? Now, so from where do we know that the most contracts tumo from a corpse? Where do we know this? It says in regards to the, um, by the case of the creeping animal, it says a garment or leather. And with regards to the tumo, it says a garment or leather. Just like over there, in the case of the garment and leather, stated with regards to creeping animal, a mat becomes tummy from it. So too, with regards to the garment and the leather, it's a mat that becomes tummy. Now, the Gemara says, Gemara says like this, it must be that the words uh, garment and leather are really, those terms must be extra in the Torah. Because the Torah included them for the purpose of establishing an Exeter Shavah that is based on otherwise, with extra words, cannot be logically um, um, knocked off. So therefore, the Gemara says, Mufna. 
because if these terms are not free, then the if it's not extra, you can say Malasheretz by Asheretz she came metame bekadasha by Asheretz you have an extra chumra that it's metame by a lentil. So unless you have the mufne, then this whole thing could be refuted. So the Gemara says, indeed the terms are free. They are free. Why? Because you have the words of garments and, and leather are really extra. Now, the Gemara says, Now, Sheretz is, is compared to Shechazar. It says, and... Um, it says, and um, or a man from whom Zera comes out. Or a man who touches any creeping animal. And it says in regards to Shechazar, and every garment and leather that has semen on it shall be washed since the, since the Pasuk appears next to each other. There can be derived as a. Why does it say this? Must be, it must be because it has an extra. The Torah included them for the express purpose of, of, of establishing this. So the Gemara says, but you still have the term garment and leather are free only from one side of this. Because although the terms garment and leather stated with regards to the Tumah, by the case of, let's say, the animal, the creeping animal, are extra, as relevant to Allah could be derived from another manner, those terms stated with regards to the Tumah imparted by the mace are not extra. So the Gemara says, according to the opinion who says that when you have a so one can still derive it, so it makes a lot of sense. But according to the one who says we derive these halachas of this kind, so the what are you going to say? It has already been established that the case of the uh, of the uh, of the animal, the creeping animal, is stricter in some sense than the case of a mace. So the mace, the mace nami ipnuye imufne, that the terms garment and leather, as stated with regards to the with the, with the tumma, is also free. Why? Because mechti mace ikesh the shichvazara. We see that a mace is compared to shichvazara. It says, and one who comes into contact with anyone, tame and impurity imparted a corpse. And it says, in regards to And it says also that any one who comes into contact with anyone, tame or a man to whom uh, the zera is emitted, and so why does it say it's by a mace? It must be to teach me this idea of pnuye. That it's free by removing Mishnah and Stadim, and therefore it's free from both sides. So the Gemara questions it from a different angle. This works well according to the one who says that this halacha from it and interprets it according to the new place. <coughs> this would mean that the halacha that a mat becomes tummy from a from a, uh, a mace is derived from the halacha that a mat becomes tummy from zera. But the detail of that uh, tumah, in other words, the length of the time that it's tummy, are interpreted according to the halachas of tumah imparted by a maze for seven days. And we establish it last. But according to the one who says that we learned this halacha from it, uh, from it as well, which would mean that the details of the Tumah would also be interpreted according to the halachas of Tumah by Azera. So Michael and what are you going to say? According to the last opinion, it should be concluded that just as the Tumah imparted by a mat, to a mat by the Tumah by the, the maze, so let's say by the Sheretz, the, the, the animal lasts only until night. 
So to the mat, it also should only last till night. So Amarava, and we'll stop over here. Amarkurla Baskas Vihi Bastin Bigdehmi and Mashri the Terror says you shall wash your garments on the seventh day, called Tme Shatam Tam Bemais. Any Tome items that render Tome due to contact with the with the Tme Mace, La Yib Husan Mishiva should not be less than seven days. Therefore, since it's learned that the mat is susceptible to Tumah imparted by a Tme Mace, it automatically falls in the same category of other anything else, and therefore the Tumah lasts for seven days. Okay. Oh.